Hey, before we get started, we just want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by Church Sound Made Simple. Mixing sound seems complicated, but it doesn't have to be. Cut the overwhelm by getting access to the stress-free, no-fluff training that will help you create great sound at church. Visit churchsoundmadesimple.com. Well, welcome to the Collaborate Worship Podcast, where we help you master practical skills so your church can worship without distraction. I'm your host, Dylan Young, and today I'm joined with Dustin, who serves as the music director at Liberty Bible Church in Eureka, Illinois. Hey. Now, I'm getting to know Dustin here at the same time as you guys who are listening. So, Dustin, why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your family, and then I want you to give me one reason that you love leading worship. So, yeah, um, I'm Dustin. I I do lead music at a church, Liberty Bible Church here in Eureka, Illinois. So it's kind of a a smaller country town, but there's probably around 400 people that are at the church here. And um, my family, I've been married to my beautiful bride, Kendra, for 10 years this September. And in August, we are expecting our first child. So this is exciting times for us right now. I'm terrified and excited, all all wrapped up in one. That's awesome. So we got big things happening in our family. Um, and then this past year has just been really interesting to be a, a music leader. There's a lot that's happened. And uh, I think the, the church that I'm at has, has really experienced uh, a sweet blessing from the Lord. And we can go into that a little bit, but I, you, I think the question you asked was, why do I love, um, why do I love worship? Is that what you said? Why you love leading worship? Uh, yeah. I mean, we, we, we all are worshiping. Everybody loves to worship. Everybody, everybody's worshiping what they love. I think that I love worshiping God is because he's the only one worthy of our worship. Um, and so he's the only one that's full of truth and goodness and justice and mercy. And so worshiping him with my whole life is is what I found. It's the only thing that, that that's I mean, that's what we're going to be doing. That's the end goal is to is to worship rightly, worship the creator and not everything around us. So but I love lead. I love worshiping through music, uh, one, because I mean, clearly God is has made it that way. He commands it in scripture, but then also he's just wired me specifically to express through music uh, and to, to, to receive through the medium of music. And so that specific wiring and gifting uh, makes it to where I, I, when I'm leading music, uh, I, it's, there's a real sense of I'm walking in the purpose that God has laid before me. I'm, uh, those good works that he's laid out in advance for me to do. And when I'm doing what I, I was created to do, uh, then, man, there's real enjoyment in that. That's awesome. I love how you worded that. Good stuff. Now I want to know, uh, how did your journey as worship leader begin? <laughs> so <laughs> this is going to bring up a bunch of questions. But uh, for the majority of my life, I grew up on the southeast side of Chicago. And I was I was drug addict to the extreme, super junkie. I was the guy you did not want to run into. I was robbing houses and, and in jail and all that stuff. And I was shooting heroin. And um, the Lord snatched me up out of that. And I, it was, I was on a suicide floor of a jail in Lake County, Indiana, when I really saw my need for a savior and cried out to the Lord that he would save me. And after that, I knew he was there. I knew he was real, but I didn't have the tangible of how to walk that out. And I ended up at a homeless shelter here in central Illinois. 
And through the through the homeless shelter, there was a long term discipleship program where we would memorize scripture each day. And there were men that came into my life that said, like, this is who God is. This is who you are. This is who Jesus is. This is how to follow him, how to love him. And in that process, the truth really set me free. And while I was at the rescue mission there, um, music began, like I began to, like the Lord began to kind of really minister to my heart through music and all these Christian songs and all these old hymns that I had never known. I mean, I was 23 at the time. It was all new music to me. It was all new. And it was really something that uh, I was trying to, to you find the words to express what was going on in my heart, what the Lord was doing in my heart. And these songs were an expression of that. And I began to really lean into worshiping God through song. And I remember there was people that would come down to the rescue mission. Like if somebody's watching here, you maybe you go down and, and play for the mission or the homeless shelter that you're at. They would go down and they would play. And I remember being like, okay, like, okay, they're putting their fingers there. They're looking at a sheet of music. Uh, and I would go up to them and be like, hey, can I can I have that, that, that paper that you're using? And I realized they were just using chord charts. I mean, it was just a letter on top of each thing. I'm like, okay. And so at the rescue mission, there was a, there was a how to, how to play guitar and it was a Spanish workbook. <laughs> and so it was in Spanish and I don't know Spanish, but what it did have was the chord charts with the letter above the top. And I remember going, okay, I think I can do this. I mean, because there was no, I mean, there's no music. There's once, whenever the people would come and that was it. And so I remember going, okay, well, I need a guitar. And so we started praying about a guitar. And sure enough, somebody donated an old first act guitar to the rescue mission. It had a hole in it. It only had like four strings on it. But man, that guitar they let me use. And I would, I would play and worship God in the boiler room of the rescue mission because uh, nobody else wanted to hear me play back then. But it was, man, it was so meaningful to, I would take a hymnal, open it up and just make my own melodies because I didn't know the songs, you know what I mean? I would just play a G chord, a D chord and just make my own songs with the words that were in the hymnals. And then uh, later on, I would hear that how the songs were actually done. I'm like, oh, that's, that's, that's not how I had it in my head. But it was there that I really began to worship God. And, and that's where, um, uh, it, you know, it really started for me. And then here I am 10 years later leading music at, at a church. It, you know, it's just, again, to encourage people who are out there listening, you don't know, you know, how you just by those guys coming and giving me a couple of chord charts is what God used to really minister to me. And so now I, I actually, you know, a lot of times if I have old music chord charts and stuff, I'll just pile them up and take them to the rescue mission and give them to the guys down there. Uh, but that was a real ministry to me in my time of need. That's awesome. I love hearing that. All right, let's switch gears here a little bit and yeah. talk about some failures. Ooh, yes. You know, <laughs> failures are good for us. They teach us. They remind us how much we need God. Yes. And if I remember Amen. correctly, on email, you shared with me a failure about reverb. Oh, bro. Something like that, right? Oh, <laughs> so I, I want it, you to share that story. I loved your guys' segment. I'm glad you're keeping it in the failure side of things because it is good for us. Some of the best the best advice I heard as a young musician was, was hey, you, uh, you, you're going to like, it, it, you might as well just embrace being humbled. And, and here's the good news. God 
gives grace to the humble. I mean, so either you're just going to uh, be humbled, and if you are humbled, then just know God's He's He's like, okay, this is good. You're, you just let the humility just come over you. So the failures are really good for us to hear, whether it's in music or marriage, because we realize, okay, we don't have to have it all together. And um, recently, I'll share real quick, a recent failure, and then at once I wish somebody would have zeroed in on a little bit more when I first started music. But a recent failure is we were watching your guys' videos on reverb and, and all that sort of stuff, and we've been learning a lot on the reverb side, which is really great. But a Lord bless one of our sound guys. He decided to kind of um, start experimenting with some routing on the reverb mid-sermon. And so the pastor is mid-sermon. I'm not kidding you, man. And it was like a plane landed in the sanctuary. I mean, everybody's everybody's ducking. And in the, the, he had routed the reverb uh, to a, another channel that was causing this gnarly feedback loop that even if he was adjusting the mains, it was pumping out of the monitors. And it was, oh, bro, it was like, you know, that moment where everybody looks over at the soundboard and he. He's just back there, like frantically, and I'm sitting there going, "Okay, Lord, all right." And my wife's holding my hand, and my hand is just clamming up. This itch. <laughs> I'm just going, "Okay, let him figure it out." I'm not going to run back there and start. What's going on? You know, but oh, it was it was gnarly. So we learned what we learned in that situation is that we're going to play around with the reverb, not when the pastor is preaching. That's a good good hot tip out there. And that, but that we've got it figured out now. We figured out how to route the reverb to our live stream mix. Which I mean, when you're talking about like like pre fader, post fader, and all these things, when you're out there listening right now, it's really good. I know it's it seems like it's a lot of information, and you're like ah, but just gather your people and just dig in, and you'll realize there's some people that their brains are wired a little bit better, and you'll start to see people rise up. And what I love that some of the information that you guys gave was to appoint a chief ear technician or chief ear person. And I found that guy in my church and, and he were, he's, he's now really leaning into this idea of, okay, everywhere sound is pumping out, whether it's the cry room or the hallway or online or the sanctuary. Um, he's really zeroing in on and making sure that there's a good mix so that people have a good experience. We want to worship God through that as well. So anyway, all that to say, plane plane landed in the in the in the sanctuary just like two Sundays ago. <laughs> if you go back and watch, you'll see the pastors go. Oh, <laughs> oh man, it just complete. And he took it so well though. Too Lord bless the pastor here, Pastor Tom Sobers. He after the service, I was like, I didn't even want to talk to him. I was just like hiding backstage. And he's like, you know, hey, things happen. Did you guys figure out like, you know, what was going on? We're like, yeah, we figured it out. He's like, okay, yeah, it's all good. Like what a, what a gracious move. Uh, but when I was first starting out real quick, I'll tell the story. I know we don't have a ton of time, but I, one of the things I wish that I would have done more is just really kind of put in the service where I was going to say something and at least give myself some bullet points or at least go, okay, here's what I'm going to say instead of just like freestyling, you know what I mean? Just We call it chin wagon out here. You're just, you're just letting it loose. And I'm the type of person that it, something really good could come out or something really stupid could come out. And I think people have appreciated that about me. But when I was at the first church interning, they let me lead music once a month. And there was two scenarios that I wish I would I wish I would have not said what I did say. One was 
I'm in front of the church. I'm not kidding you here, Dylan. There's a, it was, the air conditioning wasn't working in the sanctuary, which we all have that story. Some, 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 somebody's messed with air conditioning in the sanctuary, but nobody's really ever happy with air conditioning in the sanctuary. Either everyone's hot or cold, but there was a, a whole row of kind of like more mature women, like elderly saints, I should say, uh, seasoned saints in the front row, and they're all fanning themselves. And I realized like, I, and, and so what, what I would, okay, hey, these, I was trying to communicate to the deacons in the back, hey, there, there's, we might want to adjust the, the temperature in here. But what I said was, hey, we got a bunch of hot women down here in the front row. <laughs> <laughs> and the pastor looks at me and was like, no, no, no. I was like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. So that was not good. Uh, don't say that. And then the second thing that happened is since I didn't grow up in the church, um, they, I was interning at a church early on I, I, when I was in Bible college and it was as one Sunday and they were doing, uh, they, they came up to me before the service and said, Hey, Dustin, we're having the deacons offering today. So when you're doing this special song for the deacons offering, just mention that it's the deacons offering, you know what I mean? And so I said, Oh yeah, sure. No problem. So what I thought that the deacons offering was for the deacons. So I said something to the effect of, hey, the deacons work really hard. We want to just throw them a bone. <laughs> we we, we, we want to, you know, maybe they can go to Red Lobster after the service. I said all that. I was like trying to drum up people to give because I thought it was going to the deacons. And the whole church is just laughing and roaring. And I, I think I thought they're laughing at my jokes. And afterwards, the pastor comes up on stage. He's like, oh, Dustin, we love you so much. But the deacon's offering goes to the needs that the deacons oversee. And, and so after that, though, they changed they changed the name of it to the needs offering. <laughs> so, awesome. yeah, anyway, but there's a lot of moments like that where I just put my foot in my mouth um, pretty regularly. So it's nice now. I kind of the less talking I do, the better usually. But when I am going to say something, I try to kind of at least have an idea of what I'm going to say. Otherwise, I'll just be freestyling. And I'm still trying to work on that, actually, in fact. So be encouraged out there if, if you're working on that as well. Or even a worship leader if you don't have a hard time with the talking moments in a worship set. <laughs> I feel like we're just so creatively minded. We have a hard time, like, being, I don't know, I don't know how to word it, but we just have a hard time talking. We'd rather sing. Well, it's interesting that I don't know if you noticed this, but there's sometimes if I have something meaningful to say, it seems like people will sing out more. Like if I if, if I really have something that I think the Lord has laid on my heart to, to lead into the song, it, it, people engage with it. I can see a bit more. But then there's sometimes where I, I just I, I, I it just got to go the, the next song. Um, and I, I don't I don't want I don't want to think like, oh, unless I say something and 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 um, before this song, people aren't going to engage with it because that's that's not true either. Um, and maybe it's just my own heart. Maybe if I said something that's meaningful, maybe I'm engaging with it more and I'm just I'm just realizing it more. I, I don't know. But that's always been something that, you know, there's sometimes just in the moment where I, something comes up and I'm like, oh, man, that's really meaningful to me. And I think if it's if it's something that convicts my heart. And, and it's appropriate to say, then it's it's something that usually I, I need to say it. Uh, but when I'm also planning, uh, there's sometimes there's songs that I'm planning. An example that we're doing a song this Sunday, uh, old uh, Andre Crouch song, Soon and Very Soon. Uh, do you know that song? 
If you haven't listened to some old Andre Crouch stuff, oh man, it's just, it's glorious, good, solid stuff. But um, this past week, my, my aunt died. And before she died, she posted a bunch of stuff on Facebook saying, you know, she's ready. She's ready to go see the Lord. She said, she literally said the sooner, the better. And I was thinking about that. And, and I, and I, and I made this Sunday before that song, even tell that story. And, um, and maybe even put a picture up on the screen of the post that she made saying that. Um, and so there's something like that, that I think it, she would be honored by that. I think it would uh, reinforce the idea that, are, are, you, are you ready? Is that your heart's disposition? Hey, sooner the better. I want to be with the Lord. Let's go. Um, so that's just a, a little example of maybe it's not something you say. Maybe it's something you know you show that's a personal thing, and and people get to see you and, and see your heart up there, and and that's helpful for them to kind of just let their heart be engaged with it as well. Yeah, that reminds me a lot of a conversation I had recently. I can't remember with who it was, but we were talking about the importance of like portraying to, that you're human to the people in the congregation because if they don't feel that you mess up and that you struggle with things and it's gonna, they're gonna have a really hard time connecting with you as the worship leader, you know, like you're not the focus during worship, obviously, but you are the one that kind of like helps lead them into God's presence. And if they can't have that connection with you, it's going to be a little harder for them. Yeah. And that's why I appreciate you guys doing this, this, this segment of, you know, us talking about, you know, where, where we fail and and where we're human. Um, I think it's, it's good. And uh, I appreciate you guys, you guys doing this. Thanks for the kind words. I struggle with that a lot, though, like in the worship set. How can I be personal and how can I share like something I've struggled with? And that's really hard for me. But I think like if you can think through like you did with your aunt, something like that, that you can share, like that's really impactful in a worship set, you know? Yeah. I, I, well, what about this? I mean, I, I challenge you to maybe even carve out a time where you go, you know what? Honestly, I kind of struggle sometimes just just connecting. <laughs> You know, I mean, and I mean, there's because the thing is, is that the, I mean, we're all in that scenario. I mean, you know what I mean? Even that in and of itself is is helpful to go. OK, yeah, you know what? Um, you know, and, and there, but there's always a balance of of sharing too much, you know, what to share, you know, and all those things. And man, that's where the spirit of God, I think you just lean into Lord, lead me. What would you have me say? I mean, he knows what we're going to say before we even say it. Um, but there is that we see that idea in scripture of of God giving us the words. Give me the words I need to say, man, because I, 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 if they're just if they're my words, then they ain't no good. But he has the words and, um, and he's gracious. It's, it's kind of a strange thing as a as somebody who's leading worship, whether it's in a, a church context of leading music or even if you're a, a husband, like I know you're a new husband, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, if you haven't come to the spot yet where you've been like, Lord, give me, give me the words to say I'm struggling right now. Or if you're, you know, like right now, get ready to be a new father. Um, you know, when I talk to I'm leaning into men right now who have kids and I'm trying to glean from them and they're leading worship. I mean, we're we're all leading worship. You're seeing people online. They're leading other people in worship. Sometimes it's not in the right way, but every single person is going to be worshiping and leading others in worship. And um, and man, we want to we want to do it well. And if God's given us this platform and this this role, then he's going to give us what we need in order to carry that out. But it's kind of interesting, though, that he he also allows for failure, you know. 
he allows us to do that. Like, and it doesn't derail his purposes. Isn't that, isn't that just, it's just, it's kind of comforting to know. Yeah, that's good. Mic drop. That's some good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I had another thought when we were talking about that though. And it takes me back to, we had a worship night recently. We call it freedom night. And it's kind of like our kickoff to our small group seasons. Cause we do our small groups in three seasons throughout the year. And it's kind of like, we tell the event is like a worship night. Um, that's also, it serves the purpose of helping people like find their first step to freedom, like freedom from things, bondage, like pornography or something like that. Mm-hmm. We come like, we worship Jesus. We have someone share a story of like how God's freed them. Um, and it, we had a really powerful service. Uh, let's see, two Saturdays ago. Uh-huh. And I was trying to figure out what I wanted to say through throughout each section of the service. Cause I was kind of like, I was leading most of it. And there were just a few spaces that I had no idea what, what should be said, what should be done. And then, um, I was just praying about it and people like stepped up and I had someone say, I'd like to lead the, the prayer into worship at, at the service. And like, I was totally fine leading that, but I don't, I don't always feel like I'm the best fit for leading prayers, even though I have like no problem doing it. Anybody can pray, but I feel like there's people that, that just have a special anointing for prayer, uh, you know? Yeah. And, uh, she, she stepped up and she's like, I would love to lead that prayer. Oh my gosh. So powerful. I was like, you sure can. Yeah. <laughs> Come on yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then just, yeah. Other people stepped up too. And it was so good. So I think it's important to like, to open it up for other people to, to use their giftings and their anointings. What you're talking, what you're talking about here is delegation. Um, yeah, delegation. And, and it's man, if you're a leader in any form or fashion and you're not delegating, I would I'd be willing to say that that somewhere something's off because, um, man, that's really where what we see in Scripture, the model back with Moses. Um, and it really is, you know, instead of just, the, you know, everything being contained with me or with you to begin to delegate things to other people. It's actually been one of the my again, my sweetest joys as as a as a music leader is to look and for and see the gift Like God's given me a gift to go like, ah, there's some gifting there. And I just fan that thing. <laughs> I just fan that and encourage <laughs> that and say, Hey, let me give you some opportunities. Hey, here's the thing. I, you know, I, I see this in you and it's, it's God put it there. And, and so to, to have people and to, to begin to delegate that stuff. Um, I, 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 as a music and worship leader, um, I want to I want to work myself out of a job, meaning I want there to be so many people here that are able to, to worship God, that if the Lord takes me home or something happens to me, that I don't leave them in such a way where they're like, we don't we don't even know what, what to do. You know, um, I, I want it to be where there I've delegated enough and, and delegated to the right people. And that's hard when you have a, when you're having a smaller church, when you're like, man, I'm just trying to get, <laughs> just need, I just need a bass player. <laughs> you know? But, um, but man, I, it's, it's, it's similar. Yeah. I think if you, the more you delegate, the more you, you give of what you have, the more you're going to, you're going to get. And so if you're out there right now and you're feeling like, man, I just need more then maybe it's that you need to delegate more. Yeah. That'll just be my encouragement to anybody that is like, man, I've planned what I want to say and I've planned what I want to do in the service, but just like beyond singing, I just, I, I freeze up. I don't know what to do. Cause I feel like we've all been there. Mm-hmm. And I think we've all been there where we feel like we, it's all on our shoulders and we have to carry it all, you know, as worship leaders. Uh-huh. And man, I think that's your, your cue to delegate. 
You know, yeah, don't get that out. You don't got to yeah. do it all. You don't. There's probably yeah. somebody who's really maybe loves to do that. It's really good at it. Um, and it's OK to kind of go, you know, that's not my strength that's there. I mean, I still think probably be good to kind of try to grow in it. Maybe whatever works for you to kind of to grow in some of that, you know, and and but I mean, both me and you, I mean, I'm 37. What are you in your 20s? Yeah. 24. Yeah, you're 24, man. You got to give yourself some grace like you would give other people, you know, and and people are going to give you that grace, too. And um, and you, you, you're going to grow. You're going to grow in that. But if you can begin to go, if you see somebody else that's really good at that in your in your church, man, set them free on that and just fan that. And, and everybody can do that. Everybody can can go and encourage somebody and say, hey, I think you're great in this. Um, and then also give them the freedom, though, to to to. To, to do it as as they uh, as they want to. Uh, I, I that, that's another thing. If you start over delegating, hey, you're going to do this and you're going to do this. It's like <laughs> no, no, that ain't going to work. So, but I'll be praying for you, man, on that. That yeah, that that would be something that you would you would do. And 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 good leaders do. They they delegate uh, stuff and they make other people shine. So it's it, it's really our job to magnify the Lord, put a big giant magnifying glass on Jesus. And then also uh, to honor other people. And I want, I want them to shine. I want their, I want people to look at their gifts and see Jesus. And I want, and I have the ability by planning the service and by, you know, having the authority from the elders to, to do things and buy things. Um, then I want to, I want to let other people shine and um, I want to do everything I can for that. And, and man, that's a, what a lesson. What is something that, but we've been given people in our life to to pour to pour into and to make them make make them shine, man. Let them shine. So that's that's good, man. Hey, you've uh, shared some incredible wisdom in this uh, recording here, and I think we're probably good to go ahead and end. I'd like to end in prayer if you're cool with that. I can start us out, and then you can pray. I'd love that, man. That sounds great. I really appreciate the opportunity and and what you guys are doing there. And, um, and what a, what a great time to get to spend with you, man. Thank you, Dylan. Yep. Thank you. All right. So Lord, we just, we just thank you for this opportunity, uh, for us to meet and to chat and to just give you glory for everything that you're doing in our churches. God, you're just so good. And we're just so thankful for the opportunity to, uh, just lead your people in worship. God, I just ask that you would help, uh, us and every worship leader listening, um, just, better magnify you to lead a service where you're the only thing that people see. God, it's not about us. And God, I just thank you that you would give us a greater revelation of humility and how we can surrender to you more. And if there's any area of our lives that um, that we're worshiping something other than you, I just ask that you would reveal that to us and help us to surrender that to you and humble ourselves before you. And God, if there's um, any worship leaders out there that are having a hard time uh, filling those positions on their team, maybe they need an awesome bass player like I have, or um, maybe they just need a full team like D- Dustin has. God, I just ask that you would uh, just bring the people to them that that need to be there, not um, just refugees, as he was talking about earlier, uh, but people that are called to to their church, that are called to serve on the team, and are called to use their gifts. And uh, I just thank you for that. And I thank you for helping us to um, just communicate better and to rely on you for what to say, how to say it, when to say it. And if you change our plans in the middle of a service, that you would just help us to be sensitive to you and your voice. And we just thank you for all you're doing. We give you glory for all of it. In Jesus' name. Mm, amen. Father, I do thank you. I agree with my brother here. Thank you for allowing us to connect today, even though we're 
very far from one another. God, I pray that you would be glorified in this conversation. Now, I thank you that you've given them a platform to, um, to facilitate uh, conversations like this that uh, we do pray would, would magnify you, give you much glory. And we thank you for all the gifts you've given us, all the resources you've given us, the, the, the mercy you've shown us in Jesus and Lord, uh, the abundant life that we have. Thank you for um, that abundant life starting now, that we have eternal life now. And God, that you are the author and perfecter of all that, and you're worthy of our worship. And God, we do pray you'd help us to worship you in spirit and truth, through music, through our giving, through the love of our neighbors and our family, through our vocations. God, help us to live a life of worship to you in all that we do. And I pray that this ministry that that Kate and Dylan, that you've given them, would flourish, that would be successful, and that people would, many people would hear it, and that it would bless many folks who are, who are attempting to lead your people in worship through song. God, we do pray that you would give us uh, a greater ability to preach the good news of Jesus through song, through counseling, through teaching, and that your word and your spirit would have its way in our hearts, in our in our families, in our congregations. And Lord, I do thank you for these two uh, and all the men who are helping and, and their church there. God, I would pray you'd help them uh, further. You would bless their church, that there would be just they would be oozing with musicians there that and you help Dylan to delegate well and that he would you would let him see the gifting that's in the people around him and that you would give him the the energy to fan those and to encourage those and that uh, his wife also in this time that him and her would be one would be united and that you would keep them um strong together and that he would love her and that she would encourage him and all this god we ask in your name for your glory and our good in jesus name amen amen well as always thanks for being with us we need your help to get this podcast out to everyone who needs it so please leave us a rating and a review on whatever platform you're using and don't forget to subscribe so we can let you know when the next episode comes out and if you have a story to share let me know by shooting me an email at dylan at collaborateworship.com and then go implement what you've learned in this podcast and we'll see you next time